Hello and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. Samet. And this is episode number 45, which we are doing our top four, <laughs> top 40, we're doing top 40, <laughs> in which we are doing our top five underrated films. Yeah, um, so I just wanted to... We've been stewing on this one for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a horrible letdown, I'm sure. Um, no one will be more disappointed than us. Yeah, but... it'll be like, oh, uh, do you want us to do something else? Should we just apologize right uh, now? No, okay, so um, I just wanted to quickly say uh, before, well, before we really get going, because okay. um, I think that people are more likely to hear the beginning part mm. earlier than than so then, much the oh end yeah, part. Then the end part. Yep. So I just wanted to quickly say um, that um, there's been a lot of um, listens, well, by our modest Sanders recently. Uh-huh. Um, interestingly, um, like all over the board as far as like early, oh, old, earlier old episodes, yep. kind of in the middle episodes, uh, a little bit of newer episodes. Um but just like everywhere, yeah, which is totally cool, yeah. Um, like, but it just it's a lot, and and that's really cool. Um, and uh, that sort of uh, combined with um, some of the ideas that we've been talking about or that we have like planned or mm-hmm. that we're working towards, um, just have me like a lot kind of re-energized mm-hmm. about all well, this, reinvigorated a more yeah. so I think than I was at one point. Um, so, uh, I just wanted to thank everybody that has checked us out, regardless of what episode that was, or yeah, how long you listened to it, or whatever, you know, at least you checked it out, and, um, we have some really, I think some really cool stuff planned, um, in a couple of months or so, we'll be hitting, like, the first year yeah. of having been doing the, the, the podcast, so, um, I think we're gonna try and have, um... Just some cool stuff coming up that we're really kind of, um, yeah, a little excited about. So yeah. uh, hopefully it'll be a new level of coolness and yeah, yeah. hopefully everybody will enjoy it. Uh, All right. That's, yeah, no, that's I, 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 and I, I echo that exactly. Um. All right. So getting to this current subject. Um, so the, the only thing I really want to say by way of introduction is just that so the thing about the doing uh, top five of underrated movies is it's such a broad. Oh well, like what does underrated mean? Is yeah, it's so, such a broad category, you know. and there's so many things that could be described in that mm-hmm. way. Um, so I think for both of us, it was really just a matter of like we just had to pick some stuff. Yeah, that we thought fit the categories for us. Um, but I mean, y- there's so many things you could pick. We could do the lists that we're doing today. And then we could do another list. Oh, and yeah. we could do another list. Absolutely. And, and it, it's endless. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many movies, and there's so many that you could potentially describe as underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are just kind of the ones that we decided that we wanted to bring up, basically, yep. as far as no. I'm concerned. And, and I was, and I was I thinking, like, similar four that, yeah. 
Um, for that very reason, I was thinking we should probably maybe leave off all Sarans in case we want to revisit this. Yeah, later. I, I don't. I, I. That's what I did. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was thinking is that I'm kind of hoping maybe like some of the stuff that you're gonna have might be things that kind of would be as well surrounds for me oh yeah, yeah like like i'm hoping that maybe you, oh i'm you sure some yeah. of the gaps that maybe i didn't have space yeah. for type of thing um, um because i went for like a lot of variety in terms of um uh like time wise yeah. like i i tried to hit up a lot well, of different time periods and stuff didn't so have the same um difficulty initially that i had with this yeah this list like I, I remember, like, probably a month ago, you were like, my list is done. And I was yeah. like, I have one, I was, I was and not, I have one item. I have yeah. one, like, was, and it was the first one that came to me. I wrote it down, and I was like, just need four more. As it, as it turns out, I wasn't entirely accurate there. <laughs> but, because but I like, didn't modify you, it. You bit, had a, but, you had a, but yeah, I had a pretty good idea. And I think the big thing for me was um, uh, I was having a hard time really deciding how I wanted to um, tune the list right. in terms of, do like what again? What do I want to consider? How do yeah. I want to represent underrated on this right. list? So I, for me, I have um, like I say, I try to go for a variety of different eras. Uh-huh. I also try to go for like a variety of different um, sort of uh, reasons why yeah. they're they're on the list. Um, I also um, just because we had talked, we had mentioned them so many times. Um, I didn't like I specifically. You know, we often with these top fives will be like, well, there's certain obvious things yeah. that we've t- discussed before that we just rule out because otherwise there's no, like, su- interesting surprise and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And everyone already knows, like, we've talked about those. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, um, the specific ones... Certain top fives. Have, well, so, like, you know. the, the ones that kind of almost sort of inspired the category that we sort of talk about all the time, uh, as with, like, more recent stuff, was, like, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's one that always oh, comes yeah. up, and like dread, like the recent, like, the recent dread, dread movie. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I'm, not, you know, those are great movies that are definitely underrated in various ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to conclude that because we've already talked about them so many times. Yeah. We already mentioned them so many times, mm-hmm. and you know, and we've specifically addressed the fact that they were kind of like a bit of a inspiration for the category. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try, I wanted to basically go fairly left field and kind of make sure that I had some stuff that would surprise you, hopefully. Yep, okay. And and that it would open up uh, people's minds to some possibilities that they hadn't mm. thought of. Uh, yeah, like, you, you, so you, you mentioned yours was, uh, yours is, you've got quite, you've got a lot of, yours is quite a broad uh, uh, covering of, of yeah. uh, films. I kind of went the other way, and I'm, uh, mine's very focused. Okay. All my films are from the same decade. Okay. Um, and that was more just of, like, once I had my top three were from the same decade, I was like, I will just continue with this and I'll right. just save all the rest of them. And I also, primarily, I feel, I went with films that just, from my personal experience, are films that when I brought them up, I get blank stares. Okay. Well, like, I'll, I can talk to, like, a group of people right. and nobody will have heard of this film. Okay. And, and often that will surprise me. Sometimes it'll be like, look, I know everybody here has not heard of this film, but, okay. you know. Cool. Right. Um, so, yeah, we have a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, but you know in the same in the points, same ballpark that's, that's in the cool. same ballpark um, that's cool that should should result yeah. in some interesting results um, yeah so uh, do you <laughs> want to do you want to go first or, or um, well usually it would be you on the five oh me on the fives all right so uh, I'll, I'll start off here okay so um, my also uh, should be noted yes. mine are not 
any real particular order from like okay because I was like do is one my favorite right. underrated or like how, how to do this so mine are kind of not in any hundred percent particular order okay um I could have I guess done them in in like my, in, mine in are age, roughly but... in the order that I would say that I consider them to be like my, underrated my well. To a degree, mm-hmm. but they're like roughly in the order that I would consider them to be like my liking of. Them, oh, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. To 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 a point. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll explain. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Well. Uh. My number five is from 1993, and it is falling down. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's one that I was hoping you'd mention. Yeah. Uh. Michael Douglas, Robert Duvall. Uh. I. Uh, this movie, like, it was one of those films when I saw it, I, I had, like, no expectations. Okay. Like, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, that looked interesting, and, uh, I mean, in 1993, I was, like, 16 years old, and, you know, I didn't, my film knowledge wasn't really great, I was just like, that looks neat, and, like, I don't think I saw it in the theater, probably not, because it was R-rated, um, so I probably didn't see it until it came on video, yeah. and I remember watching it. Probably, and then probably pretty soon after. Yeah, that, right? pretty soon after that. Yeah. I remember watching it, and then just it was on like VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it was probably like ninety four. Yeah. Immediately rewinding it and watching it again. Wow. Um, it's a crazy movie, like for just like movies. Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of movies are made like this film. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, it's pretty. It's pretty fearless. It, yeah. Exactly. Um, for those who don't know what Falling Down's about, and I probably I think a lot more people are familiar with the probably just the movie poster of Michael Douglas standing in front of Los Angeles w- with the briefcase in one hand and the the baseball bat in the other. Yeah, um, it's about uh, a man who basically kind of has a a mental breakdown, and uh, in the middle of like rush hour traffic, abandons his car and kind of just walks across L.A encountering just the various kinds of people. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like his frustration with yeah. with the all the stresses and and problems yeah. of modern society and mm-hmm. everything just yeah. just just comes to a head. Yeah. And he just completely yeah, yeah. he just completely has a break and just like um he just abandons his car in traffic yeah. and and it's um it's over the course of the story you find out that there's there's a lot like the character is, is, like, initially kind of seeming a little bit like, oh, he's just a, a vehicle for, to show sort of, like, various aspects of L.A. But as the movie progresses, like, you find out, like, kind of a lot of stuff about him personally. Yeah. Um, and, and that all tunes how he reacts to, you know, the people and places that he, he sees as he sort of walks across L.A. Yeah. Um, and this movie's got, like, a lot of, um, again, this is a movie that, I think the quotes are probably more famous than the movie. I feel for a while this movie was sort of known, and I think it's been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, it it received some harsh criticism at the time for its various depiction of of certain things. Um, it yeah, uh, well, I think, but it was all for. A, I think it was all for a, a reasonable purpose, though. Oh yeah, no, like, well that's that's it was thing. trying to make a point, and it was like satirical. Mm-hmm. Um, that you weren't supposed to just take it at face value and be like, oh, it's saying these things. It was like, it was meant to make you think about, you know, 
various attitudes about yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's in it is. Um, it is, and it's like a tragedy. Right? Yeah, well, very much so. Uh, the uh, and I guess that that sort of speaks a bit to the character that that he plays. Yeah. Um, uh, the it's one of those like I'm always I'm often reminded of stuff in this movie by various things. Yeah, like, and, and I mean, um, <laughs> like the scene in the fast food place. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's like, like iconic. I can't. A lot know. of people can identify with the kinds of things that um, the kinds of things that come up in mm-hmm. the movie. A lot of people can identify them because they're like a lot of things that that like everybody's sort of frustrated with. Yeah, but you know, nobody's gonna mm-hmm. well take that step to just like to just completely separate themselves from like the 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 limitations <laughs> of like society yeah. and just react the way that they actually want yeah, to yeah react to, that's and that's exactly you know? like what and this movie is is he just has no like yeah. his 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 like societal like restraints and societal mm. like filter is just like gone yeah. because he's just completely cracked yeah. and so he just reacts to everything he he as well, extreme he, as, he doesn't just kind of like like Okay, and take yeah. it like like yeah. we kind of all do like when he, we he, when we he, run into problems. It, we he he just he's just like I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah, and I mean he's not right about I mean, that's literally a line from the movie. Yeah, and he's <laughs> not necessarily right about everything. The whole idea oh, yeah. is just that to make you think mm-hmm. about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it, it obviously I mean, it's, takes it. To, it's kind of like a lot of the extreme, a lot of the, but... the the problems of sort of like the the society problems that are brought up in the movie are. Uh, you know, there's always, I mean, there's always reasons for the reason these things exist. And his reaction to them is often, um, uh, like, you know why he's reacting that way, but you can clearly see, like, like, it's... That's irra- taking it too far. Yeah, it's yeah. irrational to the point of, like, you're not looking at this, like, yeah. in a realistic it's, way, It's you really know? good, and it's yeah. really well written, it's really well made, um, yeah. it has incredible acting. Yeah. Um, and, um... Actually, uh, although I would say, I would definitely agree that it, it got fairly well noticed when it first came mm-hmm. out, but it kind of kind of faded into obscurity to a certain degree, except for amongst like f- film fans that kind of follow that kind of stuff. Because um, even as far back as like um, when I was in film school, which was like the very end of the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, our uh, screenwriting instructor... Uh, in class one day started talking about like oh here's this ex- about basically the, give it, talking about his example of like uh, a script that he felt was a very underrated script that like it, it was one of those like like a really really well written screenplay uh-huh. that a lot of people didn't realize how good it was or, or a lot of people weren't familiar with it and he sort of was describing it in kind of fairly vague terms Without saying what it was, oh well, uh, yeah. And as soon as he started like talking about it, <laughs> you knew what it was. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute! I think he's talking about falling down." <laughs> and it totally was. Yeah. And I was like, "That's amazing!" Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure like no one else in that class. Mm-hmm. And that was still like that was just the tail end of the '90s, so that was still like the well, probably five six years after. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I'm, I'm pretty sure like very few other people in the class got the what he was talking about, or or like. At least until he's mentioned what it was. Like, mm-hmm. maybe when he said the title, some people were like, oh, I, I recognize that. But, like, I actually 
caught on to what he was talking about before he even said what the title was because yeah. I was just like because I already knew that movie and I was just like I already knew it as for for being how good it was. Well, it's I think yeah, it's the it's it's what you could call like I I mean I like I would put in the category of like um like it's a powerful film. Yeah. You know, um but it's also like really like it's fast-paced. Uh-huh. Like it's never boring, like it's like there's no. always something happening. Um, I think for certain people that it it would be hard to watch just like I don't want to say for like because the sort of the the movie doesn't like you said didn't, doesn't pull any punches. It's very um there's sort of a level of I guess unpeaceness to sort yeah. of I, I mean just sort of the some of the people and, and even yeah. Michael Douglas's character himself that I think maybe in this day and age like it might be hard to watch well, in some itself, ways. The movie itself is not saying anything offensive. No, it's no. just it's just not. It's not an offensive message. It's just not afraid to like, like look, look. Some people are racist. To put forward some people ideas. are yeah, irrationally yeah, exactly, violent. Exactly. Some people are this. Some it doesn't people are that. Shy you know? away from things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, mean, but at the same not, time, it's not saying like, oh, like this group of people are all criminals. Mm-hmm. It's just like no, these particular. Yeah. People right here in this moment are whatever they were. Yeah. Um, and I think that's maybe the sometimes problems with films like these is to take it and like, well, what are you trying to say with this film? Yeah. And it's like, not maybe not what you think we're trying to say. You know, yeah. we're, we're not... Um, it's not a broad generalization. This is kind of just one man dealing with, yeah. you know, the BS of, you know, modern day life. Yeah, and, and, and like I say, it's satirical because it's yeah. basically blowing everything up yeah. to these most, you know ridiculous levels to basically shine a light on yeah certain things uh one thing about this film that is interesting that like worked amazingly at the time but would not work if the film i mean if the film had been made now like i don't know how they would have done this aspect of it but his consistent search for a payphone in the film yeah of course oh like he keeps finding like broken ones or he doesn't have a quarter or um because like he's trying to keep making this phone call because he's uh, well, the plot of the film is, is actually he's trying to get to um, his kid's birthday. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be late, and so he keeps trying to make these phone calls. But, like, you can't do that nowadays. Because we live in a world full of cell phones. Yeah. And that whole, like, th- that is a, it's, um, a- anytime his, um, like, he seems like he's sort of coming down. Mm-hmm. The hunt for the, the, the payphone, like, breaks him back into this, like, frustration, this never-ending frustration he has. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like, it's a, a very, um, shows it like, oh, this movie only worked at that time, you know, yeah, or, right. or like, I mean, I guess maybe earlier, but like but I mean, it worked, 10 years later, but he, it works as you know, a, as a historical, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. Rec, you know, um, yeah. time yeah. thing. But yeah. 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 So falling down is, is, uh, is my number five. Cool. Yeah. This is 90, 93. Okay. Yeah. 1993. All right. Uh, so my number five is the earliest pick on my list. Okay. Uh, it's uh, from 1985. Okay. Uh, Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh! That's so, a good one. So, yeah. So, I mean, just briefly, I'll try to explain. Uh, so, around this time, uh, around about the first sort of half of the 80s, especially, um, some some bit later on, but especially, like, this kind of first half of the 80s, um, sort of the big thing with... A lot, a lot of um, big movies and stuff 
um, for people of our generation um, that were like children then um, was the whole um, kind of pantheon, I guess, of movies uh, from Amblin Entertainment, which yeah. was uh, Steven Spielberg's company. So that was like things like that. He made like E.T., stuff like that. That was really popular, but it was also like this whole host of other things that were sort of related in that they were under the umbrella of his production company. And they all kind of had a similar kind of style and kind of formula, um, which sounds bad to say formula, but it just worked. Uh, um, yeah. And, and when, I, when you say formula, I, th- I think it, like it's definitely like they had a they had a uh, like an atmosphere, like a yeah. feeling about them. And, yeah. and usually it basically is about kids or young teenagers mm-hmm. uh, who have to basically go on in some sort of adventure mm-hmm. uh, usually like on their own uh, adult presence is usually very minimal um, and usually for the most part um, any sort of real adult presence in the films is usually either um, very dismissive of the kids like it's basically like just like oh you're you're just a bunch of kids mm-hmm. uh or they're like the outright villains of the of the story usually yeah yeah um or you know a bit of both usually the, the adults were the and, bad guys and usually yeah. like the kids have to go on this adventure and they have to solve the problems themselves and everything and there's a lot of movies like this um obviously like one of the most famous as of them being of course et mm-hmm. which was spiller's own film and was a huge mega blockbuster but there's a lot of other stuff and they all kind of follow that general thing yeah so young Sherlock Holmes was part of that, uh, but it never really got like the recognition or the popularity that a lot of the other ones got. Um, and I think part of that might have been because the usual Amblin Entertainment thing was very much rooted in the sort of contemporary of the time kind of um, Americana kind yeah. of s- settings. And young Sherlock Holmes being, you know, based off the, the Sherlock Holmes property. Um, you know, it's like a Victorian England setting and stuff, and it, it may have, maybe, maybe that was why um, it didn't. Uh, Not a big like connect topic seller in the mid eighties. Yeah, maybe that's why it didn't connect as well. Um, but I mean, in terms of the style and the formula, it very much followed along with with all those other Amblin films. Um, and it Gremlins, was, that was yeah. An it, well, it was it was written by Chris Columbus. Oh wow! Um, who obviously went on to like a big filmmaking career, but. Um, at this time, he would have been known for having written other Amblin stuff from that time that definitely usually considered a lot more classic, uh, namely Gremlins, the, the original, and um, The Goonies. Yeah. So, like, he had just written basically those. Like, it was right around that same time. And then he did he did Young Sherlock Holmes as well. So, I mean, it kind of – it had the pedigree. It had the whole style. It had the atmosphere down. Um, but – you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't really break through as well. And I mean, I'm not saying that it was like greatest movie ever, or that it was necessarily as good as some of those other classics, like especially like Gremlins, which um, Gremlins is not really Gremlins is over underrated in a sense because like it's even better than what people think it is. But it's not underrated in the sense that I mean, it's still considered a classic in its own right. So obviously, I'm not going to consider that underrated, but I almost do consider it underrated because it's really, really good. Um, I, I definitely so obviously it's not in that kind of league, but I definitely think it deserved better than the than what it gets compared to like other movies we remember from that time period. Mm-hmm. I think 
not only is this movie just like unseen, yeah. it is like just not known. Yeah, you know, and and I'm really also surprised that it hasn't gotten a little bit more resurgence based on the current like, like huge popularity massive of pop- Sherlock Holmes. Because you know you've got the BBC Sherlock series, uh-huh. you have the American uh, Elementary. Element. And then you have like the the film franchise, mm. the, the the Guy Ritchie film franchise with uh, Robert Downey Jr. starring, who's like you know biggest movie star on <laughs> the planet right now. Um, so uh, with the with the resurgence of popularity of, of Sherlock Holmes, I'm surprised that this movie isn't at least mentioned more. Um, but even like real like movie geek websites and stuff like that don't really mention that at, that that often. Um, the other thing that I think that the one thing it does sometimes get mentioned for, which is also significant, um, although it still doesn't get mentioned a lot, but the one thing it does somewhat get recognition for is that it's considered to be the first uh, film to feature um, a CG, like a, a CGI, um, a photorealistic CGI character or creature. Right. Call it. Because um, everything before this... Uh, say like Tron when it has CG characters they're they're representing a computer generated mm-hmm. thing construct they're not representing something in the real yeah. world um, this was the first time where there was something that was representing something in the real world which was the stained glass knight that comes alive and attacks now in the context of the film that's a hallucination but it's representing yeah. a real object yeah so it's the first time that uh, a creature effect a real life object was represented was done completely as a computer generated yeah. effect that represented a, a real world object yeah. that actually existed and was yeah. made out of yeah. material that was real in the real world yeah um even though you know obviously it coming alive and attacking yeah, was yeah because yeah. yeah, up until up until then digital effects were used for digital representations yeah and they and, were yeah. still rare right um so uh because I mean, I think the only other thing, sort of before that, that I'm familiar with is like um, the last Starfighter used CG for like uh-huh. the ship, like the space shots and the ships and yeah. stuff like that. But again, those are, you know, that's using it for artificial objects and stuff. But this is the first time that it was something where it was or like a real world object, yeah. where it was like an actual animated creature effect that was moving around and doing things that represented something that existed in reality, um, which. Is very significant because that's basically the entire foundation of what, you know, blockbuster movies and action movies and, and yeah. you know, uh, fantasy movies and stuff like that are all based on now because it's all CG now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is kind of ground zero for that. So, I think it's really significant for that and it's often been forgotten. Um, and just in general, it's just – it's a decent movie. It's um, Nicholas Rowe, uh, who's um, I think about 18-ish at the time plays the the young Sherlock Holmes and he does a great job he's a good Sherlock Holmes even though he's so young you know but he's supposed to be you know young he's meant to be even younger than than what he was at the time but you know and uh yeah so cool that's my my five yeah Nicholas Rowe hmm yeah um thought so so uh he actually made a appearance in yeah, no, Mr. I know. Holmes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I couldn't 100 percent place the face, and I just wanted to make sure someone out there hasn't entirely yeah. forgotten. Yeah. his uh, his portrayal. Yeah. Speaking but, of, uh, also what could be considered uh, uh, maybe an uh, an underrated movie. From yeah, last it didn't make year. as much of a splash as you would have thought. No, yeah. no, considering you know 
Yeah. Ian Holmes. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, go ahead. Ian Holmes. <laughs> Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen is home. Playing Holmes. He's yeah. now just Ian Holmes. Yeah. Sir Ian Holmes. Not to be confused with Sir Ian Holmes. Sir, Sir Ian Holmes, um, yeah. Not to be confused right. with... So you're yeah. four. Okay, my number four. Yeah. Um, this is a movie from 1996. Okay, um, good. This, pardon? I said okay, good. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, this, just, I'm just thinking, does it match any, any of yours? Mine? Okay. Like, nope. uh, this movie was released uh, to... Uh, Quite a bit of controversy. Controversy. Um, hmm. uh, it would be released to controversy, but you would now consider very it mixed critical reception. Okay. Either like really loved, yeah. or like hated. Like huh. like called like like pornography in in like a like a disdainful way. What what, what would this be? Also, quite unknown. Uh, like sort of like a lot of people oh. haven't heard of this. You know what this film is? Wow. David Cronenberg's Crash. Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, with uh, took me a moment. A, a young James Spader, Holly Hunter, and uh, Elias Cotiez. Yeah, Cotiez. I have a hard time with his last name. I think name. it's Elias Cotiez or Cotiez. 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 Yeah. It's probably Cotiez. Cotiez. Yeah. Um, uh, this film is. I mean, it's David Cronenberg for him. So, you yeah. know, uh, it's yeah, it's dark, it's twisted. Yeah, it's. You know, it's also it's, it's super. Uh, inju- it's based on the JG uh, Ballard book. Oh, that's right, so. that's right. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's like you kind of feel like like it's very like enjoyable like to watch because it's such kind of like a spectacle, but at the same time, like you feel dirty. Yeah, because it's so just. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a gr- it kind of. Like there's a grimness. I mean, especially the topic alone. Well, it's very, it's very stark. It's very yeah. like just kind of in your. It's kind of just there, and it doesn't really. Um, it kind of just lays everything out, mm-hmm. and then just let, and then just makes you have to deal with it and yeah. process it for yourself. Yeah, it doesn't. It never it's very really, raw. It never tells you sort of how to feel about what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like unmanipulative. It's like yeah. the opposite of a manipulative yeah. movie because yeah. it's literally just showing you everything and then you have to decide for yourself how you feel about it. And then it's too late. You've seen it yeah, all. it's too late. You've seen it all. And then you have to decide. You may wish you hadn't. Yeah. And then you have to decide how you feel about it yeah. rather than the movie telling you how you should feel. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, it's uh, the film's about a uh, uh, TV director played by James Spader who gets in a car accident uh, and then through that finds basically like kind of this like underground club of people who use basically like the thrill of being in a car accident to fuel like sexual energy yeah um they get aroused by it yeah um it's i mean it's disturbing but like not like i don't know like how to say like it's it's disturbing but not in like a like a bad way, just in kind of like a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. there's, your, there's, your, there's your box awesome. quote. There's your box quote. Disturbing, wow. but not in a bad way. Yeah. But like in a... That in, in itself is disturbing. In, in just a, yeah. <laughs> like in a, in, in, a, in a way that makes you like just sort of like... Um, it's very artistic. It makes you... So, yeah, very artistic. Like it sort of makes you realize things about like uh, kind of the world. It's it's a great film, not so much because of its subject matter specifically. It could no. have it could have been about anything. Yeah, it's more about the artistry of how it was put together and mm-hmm. how it was presented. Yeah, uh, it's very artistic. Um, it's probably um, 
it's probably like one of the heights of Cronenberg's kind of middle period where he was transitioning between like the really twisted like um like straight bizarre like, stuff uh, 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 what would you call it uh surreal kind of yeah. stuff from the 80s into the sort of uh more um mainstream stuff like stylish but mainstream yeah. stuff of like, like, the well, like existence was right around here yeah uh, and and i think that this was kind of in that middle the 90, yeah. 90s were kind of like a transitionary phase and uh this would probably be kind of like the height of that transitionary mm-hmm. phase um yeah. yeah, it it uh, it's got an ending scene that it forever etched in my mind. Uh, um, yeah, it's got uh, a lot of very um, impactful. Yeah, scenes. yeah, no pun intended. No, pun possibly pun intended. Possibly pun intended. Uh, again, it's also a movie that um, sort of the, I guess, sort of the you could say maybe the shockiness of the subject matter mm-hmm. and how it's handled both like like for people who've watched it and also handled like in the movie is something that like. This movie came out at the end of when that kind of thing would be like a dark underground yeah. thing mm-hmm. because it's pre-internet. Right. Now like weird crap is everywhere and this would have just like just like huh all right well, like I don't think yes and no I think that that's true but I also think that mainstream like movie Hollywood type releases Oh no 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 have oh, exactly exactly yeah. more Tame. Tame. I. I. What I mean is just so, from a from a viewer's perspective, yeah. like knowing, like seeing this with not experiencing like the last ten years of the internet, mm-hmm. a lot more impactful than someone who kind of just like yeah, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, but you uh, can't really compare no w- w- the internet to you know um, <laughs> this, you, films that would actually be released in theaters. Theaters, yeah, yeah. You know. um, but uh, but yeah, so that's my number five, Crash, which I, I have actually not seen in quite some time. Um, yeah, well, should... it's one of those ones that you don't really need to watch very often. No, I I think I saw it like well the once I like when we saw it in the theater, and yeah. then like I think I've seen it I once, and I think pretty, I saw it once in. There. I have pretty vivid memories <laughs> of when we saw it in the theater, so I yeah, it's one of those oh. things. Oh, it's my number four. I've been corrected. It's my number four. What did I say? Five. It was my number five. Two number fives. No, that's my number four. Well, we said Crash. four at the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, I just, I just said, I just said it's my five. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. Outtake. No. Outtake. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except we're gonna just leave all that in because it's funny. Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, obviously. All right. So that's my number f- uh, four. All right. Uh, Your number four. Before we proceed on oh, that, okay. uh, just like two seconds more. Okay. All I want to say was I, had, I w- had not. I didn't think about that one at all. Um, I don't think I would have included it even if I have remembered it. Um, but you know that I'm a huge Cronenberg yeah, fan, and yeah. and definitely um, I, I approve of the of mm-hmm. the pick. But um, for some reason, I don't feel like it's the kind of thing I would have included. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's cool. It's definitely not that. the movie people most usually think of when you say, "Have you seen the movie Crash?" No, of course, because not. there's been like six other movies yeah. that are more well known with Crash, well, <laughs> and the the one that's well known the, got like a little, so much acclaim, acclaim, acclaim and yeah. Oscar nominations yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, that you know kind of overshadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I think Crash, the Cronenberg Crash, is probably better known in Canada than it is to American audiences because it Cronenberg's you know. Cronenberg is is, um, especially at that time, like before, because most of his like sort of two thousands and later mm-hmm. films 
are very kind of like European kind uh, of style. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, certainly up to that point, in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. um, he was very like um, unabashed about his films being very Canadian. Like, yeah. Like he made no attempt to just to kind of fake and be like, oh no, these are like Hollywood movies. It's like, no. They were very Canadian. You know, they would often just be blatantly set in Canada, like without even trying to hide it. In, and, it like in a time, and when I say in a time, I mean forever, where movies are not just offhandedly set in Canada yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, at least not if they expect to get any sort of audience outside of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think obviously in the early days, he was mostly mm-hmm. more well known in Canada, obviously. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. moving on. So uh, that's my number four. Your number four. All right, my four. So I'm going to go from my five was my earliest pick. Okay. My four is my most recent okay. pick. Uh, it Dread. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, no, wait. We said funny. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, from 2012. Uh, it's John Carter. Oh. So, here's the thing. Most people have heard of it. Uh, a lot of people even saw it. So it's certainly not underrated on the level of lack of... Nobody remembers. However, (laughs) uh, what is notable is the fact that it is it was a massive box office failure, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest ever. Um, It lost tremendous amounts of money for Disney, and pretty much like sealed the coffin of them ever kind of taking a chance on anything like it again. Um, So the reason that I is on my list because is because um, it's because they broke the number one rule. You don't set a movie on Mars. Well, they thought they could get away with it by not having Mars in the title. The title, because that's usually the killer. Yeah, which I think was actually still part of the problem because by just calling it John Carter, um, it, well, it didn't mean anything. It, yeah, I think the there's I mean, definitely this, a marketing. To be fair, though, this movie had a massive ad campaign. So yes and no. I mean, it, yes, it it did, but it was like I still feel the marketing was not. not oh no, right? Yeah, because. That title was just nobody knows what that means. It sounds like a biographical. Yeah, yeah, it could like, have been like like yeah. or something. You know, it sounds like like oh, it was about like you know, it's an inspirational story of like you know a, a sports coach or yeah. something like Disney. Well, because it, it, the name is John Carter. There's nothing yeah. like so. Well, it's a sequel to Get Carter. Yeah. <laughs> so so what what's interesting about it? Why it's on my list is because um, again, it's. You know, not the greatest movie, but it was decent. Mm-hmm. The reviews on it weren't actually terrible. No. They, they were sort of mid, uh, kind of mid-range. Um, you know, it's 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 decent, but not great type of thing. Um, it was more, the failure was almost entirely the, the commercial aspect. Yeah. The, the failure in terms of the amount of money that it lost. Um, so, I think um, that... It, you know, it was obviously a very ambitious project, um, very long in gestation and, and long in development. It, it took a lot of twists it's and turns. It's one of those, like, like it's off the back burner. It's on the yeah, back burner it for It took a decades. lot of twists and turns to get out. Um, but, I mean, all of the elements were in place that they should have worked. And for some, in terms of, you know, um, it being, uh, you know, in terms of the people that were behind it and all that stuff. And for some reason, it just, it, you know, it was this massive uh, financial disaster for whatever reason. That's fine. But the thing that I really was impressed by um, is always when you see things that you haven't seen before mm-hmm. in one of these kind of big movies. It's like so often you just are just like, okay, 
that's that, that's that, that's that. It's all just kind of re reinterpretations of the same kind of stuff that you've seen in every one of these kinds of movies. Um, what I thought was really cool was um, in the book, because I've read the first book of, of the series, um, and in the book, um, which is what the movie is kind of loosely based on, and in the book it's very, you know, it, it came out sort of um, not quite, it wasn't quite pulp era. It was like a slightly before that. Um, oh, is it that old? I thought it was definitely yeah, a pulp era because it, it was released. Um, the film came out on the the centennial of the, oh, of wow. the release of the first book, so it was 2012. So it was 1912 was when the yeah, first so book that came was out. yeah, sort of a um, bit before. So that it was thing, like yeah. slightly kind of pre pulp, but it was kind of in that ballpark. Um, you know, adventure early kind of adventure novels, and um, they sort of the heroes in these kinds of things are often just very like perfect you know there's never that thing of not like, a lot of character flaw there's not the, <laughs> the flawed sort of hero where where you can identify them and stuff they're just like perfect in every way you know they're always geniuses they're always like physically uh you know powerful and they're always just you know good looking yeah, yeah smart yeah. Per, you know just on well, pedestal. it was it was that uh, was the thing i mean that was the yeah where characters like that where the, the the heroes were always like the person everybody wanted to be yeah but no but one actually is. is yeah yeah so w- what they did with the movie w- which was interesting to me and which I had no objection to um, it, because I think that 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 approach really wouldn't work nowadays mm-hmm. um, is that they try to kind of humanize the character a little bit so they kept him you know they kept him larger than life and heroic and everything but they they wanted to sort of humanize him a bit to make it a little more cinematic and work for for current audiences and stuff um even though they kept the period setting which was great i thought that was really cool um and so what they did is they gave him they well first of all in the book uh carter is is just immortal for no particular reason uh it's never explained and it doesn't have anything to do with the plot he's just immortal um the only sort of tie-in that that has at all is is that it was used to somewhat explain like why he's such a great like warrior because he's had time to like you know, learn to be... Or if that's something they explain, like, a few novels down the road or something. Not that I'm aware of. Wow. Um, Weird. Because I've looked... What a bizarre... Yeah, well, thing I think was... it was just part of that whole thing of just, like, making your heroes larger than life and just huh. that extra level. But it, it, didn't, it never really made a lot of sense. So in the book, in the movie... Our main character is blue. Yeah. For no reason! In the movie, there's no mention of this. And what they do is they give him kind of a backstory that's not in the book where he had, like, a family... Uh, and then when he goes off to, uh, um, to participate in the civil war, um, his family is killed while he's gone. He loses his family. Oh, right. Okay. There's like some, like a raid or something. Right. And he comes back in like his homestead or whatever is like wrecked and his, his family's gone. So that kind of puts him into the sort of downward spiral of putting him at where where he is when the movie picks up like that's like his backstory in the movie so like that none of that's in the book but it, it's great because it sort of humanizes him gives him more kind of motivation um to have a character an actual character arc an actual journey um so what's cool is that in the later parts when he goes to to mars or barsoom as it is on mars um there's the part where he um he's with i can't remember how he gets to mars yeah, well, it's I'm, we're not gonna 
go into huh. anything about anything. Yeah, yeah, no. I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I remember a whole bunch of stuff in this movie. I'm like, wait, yeah. how does he even get to Mars? Yeah. Huh. It's not really important. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to make the point of, like, yeah. why I feel like it's worth a second look. Mm-hmm. So he basically, um, he, he ends up, he has these sort of, he forms kind of like a, a new kind of surrogate family almost with these friends that he meets in his first sort of little while on Mars. And um, there's a part where um, there's an, an army coming towards them um, that is like this like rampaging, it's the, the Warhoon, which are like the sort of like the, the really like brutal like Green Martian uh, like the group. barbarians. Yeah, 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 like the barbarians of the Green Martians. And uh and uh they're also like basically being controlled by the by the main villain. And um it's basically this whole army of just like savage like warriors just coming at them. You know, and and there's this whole thing where it basically sort of flashes back and he's thinking about his family and what happened with his family and how, you know, he doesn't want to let something like that ever happen again. It's like he wasn't there to protect his family. Mm-hmm. So he's damn sure going to protect this new sort of surrogate family that he's formed with these these friends. So he tells them, you know, go, get out of here, and I'll, I'll cover for you, basically. And he turns around, and he faces, and he fights this entire army by himself. And I've never, it's not a long sequence, but I've never seen anything like that in a movie. It was absolutely incredible. And not just because of the action aspect of showing him fighting an entire army by himself, but because of how they juxtapose it with this whole emotional core of his motivation of like saying like no enough uh-huh. you know I've lost my fam- I stand. lost my family because I wasn't there yeah. you know to, to to protect them and I'm not letting that happen ever again and 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 he puts aside his kind of like guilt uh, in terms of um, letting it drag him down to like the sort of woe is me kind of kind of thing and 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 it, and he stands up and he's just like no I'm drawing a line and he just leaps right into the middle of the army and just starts fighting them all at the same time. Um, it's amazing. And that alone is, that's like the scene that basically makes that movie. Um, and that's why pretty much, you know, I feel that it deserves more credit than it gets because, um, to, to come up with something like that, you know, there's something going on there. there mm. It wasn't a bunch of idiots making that movie. Like, you know, no, I, I remember very much actually liking this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's a lot better than what people give it credit for. And I understand that there's. Re, a lot of complicated reasons why a movie can can fail mm. uh, that doesn't necessarily tie directly to whether it's good or not, but yeah. Uh, but the assumption is people always make the assumption if they haven't seen it themselves, they'll be like, "Oh, well, it was a big failure, so it must suck." Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. So right, number good. four, John Carter, two thousand twelve. Oh, excellent. Uh, number five. Oh my! I just <laughs> I'm gonna. Knock you out and finish this by myself. Uh, Number three on my list. Also, a box office bomb. Okay, good. In fact, a massive box office bomb. Excellent. I'm excited already. Probably one of the things it is only known for being a box office bomb. Year? 1991. Okay, good. I know what this is. You know what this is. Which is actually really interesting. I'm I'm, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that you... This is... Um, th- this movie is both one of, like, I love this film. Yeah. Uh, it is one of my, eh, not top ten, but 
probably top 20 movies. Interesting. Wow. Uh, I didn't know you liked that much. But also, like, this is the least known movie on my list by far. Like, okay. I, like, I feel I've introduced this movie to everybody I know but, like, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're the only person. Yeah. It's it just, just, it just, it's Did the we, Bruce Willis movie that, like, time forgot. Did, we did, did we see it together in the theater the first time? I no, think. no, no. Uh, I saw it, um, at, oh, I saw it, I, I was 91, so I, I, I'm pretty sure my parents, like, rented it and we just watched it at home. Okay. So I did not see it in the theater. Okay. Um, and and actually, I think what it was is, if I recall correctly, my parents had already seen it. Mm-hmm. I think they saw it in the theater. Okay. And they rented it, and they were like, you need to see this. You okay. will love this movie. The only reason I ask is because I definitely did see it in the theater. Oh, you did see it in the theater? And, to a, in an empty theater? <laughs> yeah, and I did know you at the time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's possible. So. Yeah. But I, I um, no, no, I, I, this was, I, I, I remember distinctly my parents being like, Having seen it already and being like, you will love this movie. You need to see this. Um, and I did uh, love this movie. Um, oh, it is No, I didn't know you got it that time. No, 91 would have been before. Be- just, just a little bit before. It was later yeah. that year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Uh, it was like probably a it is, just a couple of months before. Yeah. If it was like a summer release. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Um Bunch right. of other bit characters that you'll have recognized from other yeah, yeah. things. David Caruso. David Caruso, yeah. Um, James Coburn. Yeah, oh, yes, James Coburn. Uh, it, this movie... I, I know exactly why this movie failed. But at the same time, I'm I, I'm horribly bummed out by the fact that it yeah. did fail. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm interested about the fact that you picked it because not too long ago, we were talking about this top five. Yeah. And... You specifically mentioned this as yeah. something that you didn't want to uh, pick mm-hmm. because you saw it as like a cult movie, and we were trying to avoid like cult movies because usually they're more yeah well they're well they're well known in a certain yeah um I, and when you said that I kind of like cringed because I was just like oh no because like yeah. I, you know I I I circle I, I, I circled really back on that. that thought as I was going through my 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 list of of movies and I was really looking for like movies that people just don't know. Yeah. Like like these movies are underrated because yeah. people just don't know about them. Yeah. Um and now that's why, like I don't really feel like has an a true cult film because I feel like just not enough people not, know about it. Yeah, yeah. And and those that do, it like, hasn't even it, it hasn't even reached like fame and cult status. Even. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. it's so it's it's underrated cult film. Yeah. Well, that's why I got a little worried when you oh. said that because I was just like, oh no. Like, uh, well, I feel I feel fine. often. I'm not, I'm um, not trying to call you out. I'm just, I just I think actually it was more along the lines of like if you look at like like any old underrated film list, mm-hmm. Hudson Hawk is on there. Uh, it's kind of like a like a go-to underrated film which i kind of find funny because like people know that it's underrated never seen it never you yeah. know but i still like i i my my feeling about it is i don't really feel that it is a cult film for the reason that um it doesn't really have any sizable like cult of any kind like there isn't this group of people like there's no like websites out there dedicated yeah. to like lovers of hudson hawk like, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't exist like and and with most cult films, yeah, yeah. with most cult googling lovers well, of Hudson Hawk, that I probably would have heard of it by now. Yeah, yeah. But like most cult films, um, you know, either like 
maybe they got not the best reviews when they came mm-hmm. out because they just didn't find an audience. And then, like, later on, like, the right people sort of started to see them and they caught on. And then uh, reviews over time kind of yeah. slowly improved yeah. because, like, a lot of people look back but on it. This movie got and, crapped and on in like, reviews, Oh, it's too. like a cult classic. So, therefore, like, reviews kind of start to go up over time. Reviews have never gone up no. on this movie. Uh, no, no. It's got a low it was Rotten Tomatoes score. It's considered terrible back then. It's yeah. still considered Th- terrible today. Only one critical review yeah. was, uh, like, decent of it. Yeah. And actually, uh, Roger Ebert gave this movie three out of four stars. And, and by Which the, and, is, com- considering everybody else gave it, like, no stars, shows yeah, well, that... Well, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He does a good movie when he sees it. Um, I don't always agree with him. No. Always. But he's a smart guy. And you can often see through, yeah. you know... Uh, what yeah. you know the mob mentality we've that. both seen this movie in a number of times yes um, that would be safe to say safe to say at least, at least a few times um, and we've we've talked about this movie a, a lot and we are, um, I think mean, one of the things we know is like this movie definitely um, before it's time yeah the movie is it was badly marketed because at the time Bruce Willis was just like super hot a big <laughs> mainstream action star yeah and it was actually only about a year after Die Hard 2. Two, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like people were just expecting a straightforward action movie, and it's like a madcap, absurd comedy. Yeah. It's like a Marx Brothers movie. Exactly, yeah. And if you're there expecting is... like a straightforward action movie, which it was what it was presented as um, by the marketing, mm. uh, the people who made the film knew that's not what it was, but they didn't want to have any control over the marketing. And they try to sell it as being like a big uh, mainstream action movie, and it, no, it and is by far just a comedy caper with like a level of quirkiness that yeah. wasn't seen again till like well into the two thousands. Yeah, like probably, yeah. for the most <laughs> you know, part, I mean, there's probably the odd isolated. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. For the most part, yeah. Uh, like you know, it, portions Kirk, of this Kirkman's movie, sound effects. Oh yeah, uh, portions just, of the movie know, are straight up just like bizarre. Yeah. Like you're just like. Wait, did another quirky, director very, step in and direct yeah. this section of the movie? Like, what is going on? Like, yeah. it is... Um, it's awesome. Yeah, I it, I love... I it's love the classic of case of, like, I will never... I understand, in the sense, much as you said, mm. I understand why it wasn't necessarily success in terms of some of the sort of intellectual things of, like, you know, because the mar- it was marketed wrong and it yeah. was, the timing was wrong and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I... I can't understand why it hasn't at least gained some kind of audience or some kind of increase in in regard mm-hmm. over time because like I feel like there has to be other people out there that see it for how great it is yeah and and that are willing to come mm-hmm. forward about it but I guess not yeah like it's just it's it's yeah it's crazy how how badly regarded it is, yeah. and I just... It is actually bizarre that this movie doesn't my, actually have a huge cult following my, in the my, same um, way that, like, you know, The Big Lebowski or yeah. movies like that. Not, not to say that maybe it's not in the same category as The Big Lebowski in yeah. some ways, but having seen both of those movies a number of times... Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, like, you're like, not necessarily directly comparing yeah, them, but yeah. you're just saying that, yeah. you know, yeah. It's this movie, it's... It is almost, in some ways, like a Coen Brothers film. Like aspects of it are that kind of like, yeah. Wait, I mean, wait, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look at something like, um, like Oh Brother, Where Out. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. Where yeah. It's that absurdist, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, I just think, yeah, people at the time were just the, clearly the audience was not expecting it. Yeah. Uh, nobody appreciated it. Yeah. Like I say, I, I'm, I'm. So 
somewhat understand why it was a failure at the time. I don't understand why it doesn't have a more sizable... I think the, the best thing that can come from it is, now. thank goodness it didn't hurt the careers of anybody involved. Yeah. Like, because it was such a bomb. It's like... Yeah. We, we, we may never have seen Harrison... Uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis again after yeah, a bomb yeah. of that. And like, nope, nope. Everybody just kept on trucking like it never happened. Yeah, and yeah. And that's sort of like... That is, like, if I had to give a caption to this, like, mm-hmm. why this is number three, it's like this movie never happened. Yeah. You know? It's, it's weird. Yeah. It, I know <laughs> it, like, it came out, it went away, and I it, know, like, it never I happened. I know it happened. I know it happened. I've seen it. It's on my shelf. It's on my shelf, yeah. It, yep. It's real. Yeah. yeah um, it's... Also, uh, you briefly mentioned it, but uh, tying back into the last yeah. few uh, bunch of episodes that we did, once again... Andy McDowell. Oh yeah, Andy McDowell. Great. What, what can be said? Great actress. Yeah. yeah. So seems to be yeah, cropping up over and, and over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which which pretty much like this little sort of era that like first half of the nineties. Like, mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah, that was like her kind of main time, and then there wasn't a whole lot after that. I yeah. mean, she's still around, still working, but yeah. you know, just in terms of uh, being you know well being in the public eye, as it were. Yeah. Um, all right. Good stuff. Okay. So it's my three then, I guess, right? Yeah. That was my three. Yeah. So now it's your three. Now it's my three. So my three is from 2002. Okay. So we're jumping into another decade yet again. Okay. So this is, you know, trying to keep... Yep. S- nope. Spread things out. Um, it's from 2002 and it's um, May. Have you seen it? I don't even know. I don't think I've even heard so of it. Under, it's so underrated that even you have <laughs> not heard of it. Uh, May is a film, um, ostensibly basically a horror movie. Ah, that um, would be why. Most of the underrated films I haven't heard of are horror movies. It's um, the filmmaker. Or, or the filmmaker is uh, a filmmaker named Lucky McKee. Uh, very interesting filmmaker. Um, he's he's very talented and very interesting, um, but. It's primarily known for the lead performance by an actress named Angela Bettis, um, who plays the title character. May is is not a reference to the, like the a, month of May. A month. It's it's the main character's name, and um, basically, yeah, like I say, it's essentially a horror movie, but it's kind of like it's a lot more than that. It has kind of a bit of everything. It has elements of like horror, psychological thriller, a uh, little bit of like weird kind of like indie sort of romance kind of um quirky sort of uh yeah like quirky kind of indie like like dramedy kind of elements um and it's basically about a young woman who is extremely socially has you know major social problems basically and has difficulty with making friends and stuff like that and and what happens is that she always has she always feels that um that people just are that people will like betray you that, that like um, you know like no one no one will be like you can't true, trust anyone you can't trust people because they'll you know they have their own agendas and they like you know they go off and they do you know and they they won't be sort of they won't stay like a true friend to you and stuff like this and eventually she basically just cracks um all of this kind of uh you know various things happen that i'm not going to get into i i highly recommend if anyone can find the movie to see it it's a really 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 good movie um, like genuinely, not not just like like oh it's a good horror movie or whatever. It's like a genuinely a great movie, um, and uh, so I'm not going to describe the plot. But basically, like things come to a head. She basically completely cracks and she starts killing people, and basically uh, 
taking parts from different people to create basically her perfect friend that will always remain, you know, the loyal, loyal and, and, and will never you. betray yeah. her and will always be her perfect well, it's friend. like a Frankenstein story. Her perfect friend forever. Um, and uh, that sounds weird. That sounds like some sort of hokey horror movie, but it's the way that it's done that makes it great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angela Bettis' performance is so good. Um, actually, um, uh, you, you already brought up, but but no less a giant in the critical field of Roger Ebert uh, was a huge fan of, of her performance in this movie. Um, he he always like championed it and was very uh, talked about it all the time. And I seem to recall at the time, and I could not find any like current references to it, but I distinctly remember at the time uh, reading something about how like he had he had even like Ebert had even put forward uh the idea of like um uh like promoting like a like a campaign for like her to potentially get an oscar nomination oh wow like that's how strongly he felt as to how good her performance was um so that gives you some idea of what kind of Mm. level we're dealing with um interestingly uh, a little bit later uh there's another film called roman um that is kind of like a spiritual successor to me it's not as good it's still decent, but it's not nearly as good. But what was interesting about it was um, Angela Bettis and Lucky McKee basically like swapped roles for that. So basically, Lucky McKee played the lead role, and Angela Bettis directed it. Oh wow! So they basically kind of like that's got to be some kind of like never they, before they, they sort of swap jobs, and then they kind of made another film in the same sort of vein. Um, that's got to be like a never before happened in Hollywood. It's it's interesting, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like I say, that's that's it's good, but you know, mm-hmm. it's not quite as good as it's made, just because you know you, it, you can't really. It's hard to catch lightning in a bottle like twice yeah. that. Like, but you know, so uh, but May is really really good. So if anyone oh. can find it, it's not hard to find. It's just it's just very, it's just not known that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's one of those ones where like you almost can't really consider it underrated because everyone who does know about it, like it's it's wrecking. It wasn't you know it wasn't a box office bomb. Um, because it was a small movie anyways, like it was, you know, low budget. So it wasn't a box office bomb. It wasn't like critically hated. Like it, it's, you know, very critically yeah. acclaimed, obviously. Just, um, just on it's the just unknown very end. underknown by like the general public. So it's more in the category of like something like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. Where, like everyone that knows about it knows it's a great movie. It's just not very known in the general mm-hmm. public. Um, but yeah, 2002 May. May. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know about it, you should find it because... Yeah. Um, it's really good. Yeah, no, I, I'm sort of like when you, when you mentioned the plot, I'm sort of vaguely recalling something now, but, yeah. but yeah, hmm. no, cool. Man, man. Okay. It's just M-A-Y? Yeah. Okay. Not M-A-I or spelled Yeah, 2002, May, Lucky and Cool. That's the name. Sorry, Angela Bettis. Yeah, no, yeah. cool. Yeah, awesome. All right. So. Your two. My number two. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, cre- I'm I'm like curious to see what this will be now. With 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 Hudson Hawk as three, I'm yeah. like, what's two? Uh, Hudson Hawk is three because I, I felt putting really it higher. Well, you said it wasn't in yeah. like a real order yeah. anyway, so. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, my number two. Yeah. Sum up this movie, one line. He's licking me. Oh, interesting. From 1999, Ravenous, mm. starring Guy Pearce, David Arquette, 
and super creepy Robert Carlyle. Interesting. Uh, a Civil War movie about cannibalism. Yeah. Uh, a super creepy, dark, grotesque movie about cannibalism. Well, no, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting because this is kind of where I like sort of check out a bit because uh, a lot of people like <laughs> like our, our sort of peer, like a lot of like our sort of peers, like um, other you know mm. friends and people yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And people our age and stuff um, would definitely 100% oh no no of this would yes. know it and would one hundred percent agree uh, with what you're saying. I never really liked it that much. Oh, so really? I, I'm not oh. really a fan of this movie. So, oh, okay. So you're kind of on okay. your own on there. Oh, but, all right. But uh, um, but that's cool. No, no. I mean, I recognize the fact that that a lot of people uh, really um, thought it was great. So yeah. I'm not I'm not poo pooing yeah. it. I'm just saying I, I it didn't really appeal to me. Yeah, no. So uh, it is definitely yeah. It's one of those like uh, it it definitely it, I think it does fall in the category. It has a somewhat of a cult following. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, people like are sort of like. We know lots of people who have seen this movie. Yeah, uh, in well, a certain a lot group of people, of people that we know that watch like a lot of weird movies. Weird movies, too, yeah. So um, you know, it's not necessarily um, the best judge measure of like what most people would know yeah. about. I think uh, most people probably wouldn't know about it. So I, I, I really enjoy this movie. It's, I, it's, which is odd because it's not usually the kind of movie that I'm. No, yeah. I'm into. Yeah, um, I think it was just honestly like performance wise yep. was was strong. one of those things that really um it's pretty strong uh, uh did it for me uh also another terrific box office bomb made like no money had a low budget still a box office bomb <laughs> um uh didn't like didn't review well yeah um uh considering like who is in it mm-hmm. you know um yeah some some quite well-known actors um yeah well, I mean, this would be the Robert Carlyle post, like, um, uh, train spotting. Yeah. Where, like, he got a lot of recognition for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Guy Pierce, it would have been probably after, like, um, uh, what's the one? Uh, um, just Memento. Memento. I was going to say, been, this would have been just post like Memento. Memento. Yeah. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. certainly they were not, like, Big, big mainstream like Hollywood stars. Oh, but there were names, but there was buzz around them. Yeah, there was yeah. a buzz around their names. People mm-hmm. knew, you know, people recognized them. Yeah, uh, and it is it is one of those ones where I can bring up to people and often just like, nope, never heard of it. And there's definitely like I can like introduce because certain kinds of people I know would be like, ah, oh, you'd really like this, and I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and it's just like excellent, you know, um, kind of I. I I have actually haven't seen this movie in quite some time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Ravenous is my my number three. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying. Uh, sorry. I guess yeah. Sorry. It, it's your a, two. We had a brief interruption there, really and it's my number two. Um, uh, I haven't seen this movie in quite some time actually, mm-hmm. um, and no. I don't actually remember like a ton about I'm it. I'm not telling you you're wrong because, like I said, oh, no, most no. other people that are sort of our age or the, that are like in our circle of peers that saw it and stuff mm-hmm. pretty much have a high opinion of it mm-hmm. i it just never i i was just never really a fan no it's cool uh, and again like i said my list that's is allowed. not really that's like allowed. in terms of movie i like like definitely i like falling down more than ravenous yeah yeah, yeah. i just feel ravenous is a little more on the obscure side sure and, yeah. okay so that's my number two so your number two my two my two. two is uh all right so i've done 80s i've done 2010s 2000s 2000s Gonna go into another decade here, yep. going in the nineties, yep. uh, which I guess kind of meeting up with you, yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. 
but my two is uh, from 1991. Oh, uh, it's Hudson Hawk. Oh, so, <laughs> um, because based on what you had said that yeah. one time. Yeah. I thought you weren't going to pick it. Uh, so I was like, well, I have to pick it because yeah. I really feel strongly that it it belongs and that it belongs, like, in spades because, like, it's really, really great. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, no, the spot of Hudson Hawk was... I've just never been able to fathom in my brain why it's so hated. Like, the, the, it's, the... I, I feel like people who really hate that the, the movie... Who really hate Hudson Hawk? Just type, like they're like missing some piece of their soul or something. Mm. Like like if you can't have fun enough to get something out of Hudson Hawk, then like you're just not properly. You have no joy. You're in not your properly life. human. Like I just there's there's <laughs> like there's got to be at least a couple. of Like scenes. you don't have to like the movie. No, but there's, there's... got to be at least a couple of scenes that you have to just laugh at. Yeah, because they're just like oh my god, you know. Mm-hmm. So much fun. So yeah. much fun. No. Um, but we pretty much said everything. Yeah. I was just briefly reminded of something. Uh, I just... Yeah. Uh, we were taking a quick break, and I, I, I just looked something up. Because uh, when you mentioned, like, fan, fan, uh, Hudson Hawk, like, appreciation yeah, yeah. group. Uh, there is an amazing video yeah. where... Uh, and you can just go it on YouTube, and I believe you can just look up, like... Um, um, uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Just look up... I forgot his name. For a second. Uh, just look up uh, Bruce Willis defends Hudson Hawk, yeah. and for thirty minutes, Bruce Willis talks about in this YouTube video how amazing and like all the great things and why you should like Hudson Hawk. Really? Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. I'm amazed by yeah. that. I would have thought he would have just tried to like scrub it. Oh from history no! Evidently, he is with the like result. he is very. Well, but he is somewhat is, proud of the movie. And 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 I understand that because what people don't understand is that that movie actually is more him. Or at least him mm. at that time. I feel yeah. like he's kind of like nothing against Bruce Willis, but I feel like he's kind of he's a little in his older age. He's a little more kind of fuddy duddy and a little more uh, what, what would be the best way to put it? Like he just seems a little he just seems stoic. Less, yeah, he seems less <laughs> to bring back somebody call Rob. <laughs> no, like he just seems less like fun loving. I guess. Uh-huh. As he was in yeah. the earlier days, but at the, there is a certain, but certainly at that time that they made Hudson Hawk, I feel like that movie is more more Bruce Willis than the more straightforward like action. There is a certain stuff, you know. humor to him and his character in yeah. the Die Hard movies that I mean, in, is it in gives, Hudson Hawk just blown up? It gives an inkling you know, of it, but Hudson Hawk is yeah. the is the extreme yeah. version of it, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's very representative of what Bruce Willis was at least like at that time and possibly still like, I don't know, yeah, but yeah. you know, just, um, I, you know, he comes across different now yeah. than, than when, when at the, that time, but certainly at that time, I feel like, you know, he was into that very kind of like whimsical sort of like absurd madcap kind of humor. Like I say, it's like a Marx brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy. It's, you know, it's like people chasing people around and absurd things happening and stuff. And it's just fun. And you know, if you don't like it, you're an idiot, basically. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't mean that. Yeah. I, I kind of do, but... <laughs> the, right. the, 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 the What We've Watched podcast neither endorses nor... Yeah, the following opinions. The, the opinion of people who don't like Hudson Hawk. Personally, the personal yeah. opinions of those speaking 
Not necessarily yeah. the opinions. So. Excellent. Well, that was good. So I was wondering if we were going to have any crossover. There, there, there we go. Yeah. There, um, might, there might be one more. Step. Yeah. Well, we both have our number ones left, and I haven't mentioned mine yet, so you think you know what it is. Well, I, no, I know what it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it is, then... Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leak it out slowly and watch you explode. Give me the year. 1997. Okay. I started my list with this actor... I'm ending my list with this actor. You have all now lost the game. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Nope, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> is that what you thought? Nope, not at all. Um, yeah. Huh. The Game, uh, David Fincher film, yeah. starring Michael Douglas, Deborah Kara Unger, uh, Sean also Penn. Also from Crash. Also from Crash, yep. Uh, Sean Penn. Um, not from Crash. Not from Crash, <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Sean Penn's probably like one of the most just a, a tangent here. One of the like most famous actors that I have seen the fewest of his works. Yeah, like he's big. Yeah, like a well-known name. Mm-hmm. I've seen so few of his movies. I usually try to avoid them if I can. I'm not a fan. So. <laughs> not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Nineteen. I'm not to say he's not a good actor because he's no. done some really good performances, but I just. Yeah. On the on the, on the balance, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, the game was a movie they saw in the theater. Pr- mm-hmm. Pretty sure I saw it with you, actually. Yeah. Uh, Probably. Like, blew my mind at the time. Like, yeah. the, it is. Well, that, that. I mean, it's a movie with the. I mean, I, not to spoil it, you know, but I'm not going to spoil it here. But there's a twist in the movie. There's not um, as like at that time there hadn't been as many of those kinds of things yeah. where it was like the the like. What a twist! You know? Yeah, yeah. There wasn't that much of that yeah. sort of thing well, at the time. It, it was pre. Uh, it was pre. What's his name? Yeah, so. <laughs> it sort of pre- it predated a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just um, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's really overshadowed um, as a. Uh, I, I like. I, I'm not the biggest fan of it, um, but. Um, you know, it's definitely not something that I would ever put like on a list, um, but it's good. But I think that the biggest thing is is just it gets so overshadowed, and that's why it's underrated mm-hmm. because it came right in between. In terms of Fincher's career, yeah, it became it came be- between uh, Seven and Fight Club, yeah, which is like that's tough because like Seven was like a huge breakthrough for him. Um, and then Fight Club was like even bigger breakthrough yeah. because Fight Club was like where it was massive, blew yeah. up huge, yeah. Um, and 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 it's an incredible classic Which, in itself, but it's not underrated. And I think it's very. I think the thing is, is like both if, of those are. If very you'd seen rated. Seven, and I mean, I guess it maybe even like you say it was a bit a few yeah. years later, and you'd seen Fight Club, you wouldn't like have been the expected. game. You wouldn't even like recognize, like especially even right after Seven, yeah. Like, you wouldn't recognize this as a Fincher film or a film that you well, would... Well, I think in terms of the stylishness, it has some similarity. I mean, maybe like, just from, like, a trailer perspective, if you're looking not... for a film to see. Well, it's definitely not because it, it it's not as dark. Mm-hmm. It's not as, like, downer. No, it's... it's a um, lot more... It's more, uh, like, thriller slash adventure. Yeah. Like, it's almost an adventure movie in a way, yeah. just with that Fincher angle, yeah. which makes it a little, a little but, darker. But, than... like, for... it's Well, like, it's dark compared to, like, not dark movies. Mm-hmm. Because it's Fincher, it's always going to be dark. But, like, as a Fincher movie, it's it's probably one of his least dark in terms of, like... 
it's not just relentlessly like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, What yeah, a bummer, yeah. you know? <laughs> this movie, not a bummer. There's although, a Fox Although, I mean, Fight Club is kind of a mix because yeah. it has the absurd humor mixed yes, in. true. So it's, like, very dark, but it also has, like, really crazy stuff that, you know, um, but that's a whole other movie. For, for those who don't know what this movie's about, uh, Michael Douglas plays, like, this kind of, like, like, far too rich, like, bored with his own life kind of guy. And his uh, younger brother, played by Sean Penn, basically buys him a birthday present uh, that is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's just like a real, it's like a live action, um, like, adventure that he's drawn into, although he doesn't even know it. And I think that's the biggest strength of this movie, is that they don't, the viewer never knows more than Michael Douglas's character. It's not one of those films where you can, like, really figure out what's going on or who you can trust and stuff like that ahead of time. Like, you can make guesses, but you're not, like, because you're with Michael Douglas. Probably all, all if not all, all, 99% of this movie. Um... You only see what he sees. You only really know what he knows. And so the surprises are very genuine. Mm -hmm. um, versus like, you know, a lot of thrillers. Um, I feel maybe this is a more recent thing. Uh, where they... Um, you're thrilled because you know... You're aware of something that the character doesn't know. And you're waiting for it to happen to them. Yeah. And this is... You're along for the ride with this one. You have right. no clue what's going on yep. until it's way too late. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, uh, I, I, I've seen this movie a number of times. Uh, I often... I haven't seen it in a really I, long time, actually. I feel like it's it's due because it was never really a favorite of mine. Yeah. But, but I feel like I, I need to give it a chance to like um, give it a second look mm -hmm. now because I haven't seen it since... You know, I actually... I, I, long, long I, I, it's, been, it's been up and down on my like queue to watch again. Yeah. Um, Certainly... Since, you know, before the DVD era, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, oh, wow. Uh, dude, you don't even probably own it, eh? No. No, yeah. Um, I, I should I should say, I should I should be... DVDs existed, obviously, at yeah, the time, yeah. but, you know, I didn't get into yeah, that yeah, until a little yeah. bit later, obviously. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my number... My number one is uh, The Game. Cool. Well, okay, well, that was a surprise. <laughs> uh, all right. That's all right. not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Oh, right. that's well, cool. Wow. So that leaves me to pick up the slack. So, so we now have... Um, so you got a 90s movie. So that leaves me to pick up the slack. That's that perfect. I didn't pick. That's perfect. All right, oh. so you're going to kick yourself. Oh. Uh, either either you're going to kick yourself or there's a good reason. I just did. I didn't kick it. Or there's yeah. a good reason why you didn't pick it and I'm making a huge mistake. <laughs> but I don't think I'm making a huge mistake. <laughs> okay. Because right. I have utmost confidence in my pick. Okay. Um, so I actually had... As you had mentioned, um, mm. I've been thinking about this list for quite a long time because I knew it was going to be a difficult one to, to pin down. Um, and the one that, the thing that I was wrestling with the most was what the number one was going to be. Uh -huh. Because I, I knew it had to be very significant. Like, I knew it had to be something where I would really, like, stand behind it and be like, number one. You know, there's a reason this has, there's a reason this number one, number one means something. And I, you know, I thought maybe Hudson Hawk because it is just so reviled. I was really I tempted. So I was sorely so I tempted. Maybe, yeah. but I was like, nah, that's not quite right. That doesn't quite fit because I can't just completely unqualifiedly 
recommend it because I know it's not to everyone's taste, taste and stuff. So I'm kind of, I kind of, you know, it's it's hard to sort of just be like to anybody, just be like, yeah, Hudson Hawk, because obviously, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be into what it's selling. I um, feel I may do that with Hudson Hawk. That might be a problem. So, <laughs> I should stop like doing oversell that. Oversell it. Oversell it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so, you know, I, I was really wrestling with number one. And I, long after all the other ones, I was pretty sure of. I was like, what's going to be my one? What's going to be my one, one? And it took forever. And then suddenly it popped in my head and I was like, I'm an, I'm an idiot. Mm. There's only one thing that could possibly be it. From 1998, Deep Rising. Oh! Oh, Lord! Oh! The agony! <laughs> it's okay. Well played. You don't have to worry about it. Well played. I got you. You got me? Oh. Yeah. So there's nope. really nothing I that I can even really say about this, <laughs> about the, the movie. Well, I have a little bit to say, yeah. but... Like, I don't feel that I need to explain why or anything, because it's just, like, a great freaking movie that is just, like, under underappreciated by general the general public. Um, it got sort of average to low reviews, mostly fairly low, um, but some good ones. Um, it wasn't a success at the box office, but it wasn't, like... A massive. Well, it was it was a fairly big bomb, but I mean, it it you know it made money on like well, it, it made money on video and stuff. It like probably that. had a budget that like was far bigger than it should have, considering the kind of movie yeah, it, was. it was. Like, it was like forty five million, and <laughs> yeah. it did like you know twelve or something. Oh, okay. In yeah. Still, that's pretty. But, bad. but I mean, it, but it did somewhat better on like video and stuff like that, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So it was it was sort of a bomb, but it wasn't like. You know, it wasn't, um, like, John Carter losing, like, you know, $200 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and things like that. Like, it wasn't, like, that kind of thing. Um, or even Hudson Hawk. Yeah. You know. Um, it wasn't that size of a bomb, but I guess it was technically a bomb. Mm. Um, but I mean... It didn't make its money back anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it did okay on video. Mm -hmm. Um, probably not well, great. it's but... the kind of movie that, like, realistically, in a, in a... It, it, in many ways, like this movie probably should have been straight to video, like not from yeah. a like not how for I forty five million, not for forty five million, but not for how I enjoyed it, but just the plot of this movie. Yeah. Well, the actors in this they movie, basically, they got like apparently, uh, like Treat Williams, yeah, who stars in it, is literally like the poor man's Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, he's like everything, like just like Harrison Ford, but just not Harrison Ford. Um. He's like the B Harrison for it, um, and apparently that's being pretty generous too. Apparently, <laughs> they offer uh, the role was offered to Harrison Ford first. They, that's who they wanted, wow. and he turned it down. So they went to Tree Williams, who's totally like just like Harrison Ford, yeah. but like the B version. Um, wow! But it doesn't matter, no, because I think that Harrison Ford, if he'd actually done it, wouldn't have been able to embrace the sort of sense of humor mm. and the the ridiculousness of yeah. the movie in the same way. Like, not that Harrison Ford doesn't have a sense of humor. He does. But I don't think he would have been able to really embrace, like, the fact that it's basically an overgrown B-movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... In it's, the same way. It's horror comedy in, like, Williams, the most ridiculous way. And True Williams embraces it fully. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and it's like... And because of that... Like it works fine. Like, yeah. like I, he was a, he was great. Like he was a he was the perfect hero 
leading man for this because he has enough of the qualities of like a leading man hero but also was able to completely embrace the ridiculousness of it um and uh i i actually i distinctly remember when we went and saw this because we went and saw this with a big group of people and that's interesting because i don't remember oh uh it was you me I believe you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm Jeremy. Because it's, it's extremely plausible. Some of, just, some, a remember. bunch of us. And we all, enjoy, like, some of us enjoyed this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And some people really weren't impressed that we had dragged them to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Um, uh, no, this is a great movie. Um, I love it. While ripping through movies from the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, looking at, you know, movies that... Um, had like not done well in the box office or mm-hmm. were unknown or like unpopular. Yeah. Uh this movie didn't come up anywhere where I was it's looking. Like, it's like a trial run for the mummy. Uh yeah. because it's Steven Summers and, yep, and it's that's true. Yep. a lot of similar stylistic stuff to it. Um Kevin O'Connell plays like a really similar role where yep. he's like the the sort of weird, like sidekicky mm-hmm. kind of funny guy. And it's just like there's a lot of things where you can see the similarities, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, like a lot of this, you know, a lot of CG, um, which was sort pretty of good new, CG, which was sort of new at the time, which is probably why it had such a high budget, relatively yeah, yeah. speaking, um, you know, which was a relatively new thing that, at the although time, I'm saying pretty good, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I yeah. wonder if I could go back to it. <laughs> well, you have to remember it is in 1998. The, so, yeah. you know, be somewhat kind. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that's early on in the sort of, um, in in like a lot of movies had a lot of CG at that time, but it took it to a whole nother level. And then the Mummy was just crazy. Like, oh, the yeah. Mummy is like so much CG, um, and that sort of what, what really kind of kicked that off. And that kind of be, became a bit of a trademark. I guess it's it's like Steven it's Summers. a lucky thing that this movie didn't sink him from doing anything. Yeah, quite the contrary. Yeah, like, yeah. like the Mummy wasn't that much yeah. after this, yeah. and it was even a bigger movie, mm-hmm. but it was a lot more successful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he would he got lucky there. Um, but like, I think. Oh well, a big thing too is Mummy, like probably PG movie. Well, this was the Mummy. Might this be, was a horror. This was an probably, R. The Mummy movie probably is more um, polished mm-hmm. and more kind of like uh, mainstream. And you sort take of your like, kids to see the Mummy, but you don't take your kids to see Deep Rising. <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to say that Deep Rising is better. But I enjoy it more. Oh yeah? yeah, you know, and I like the mummy. Yeah, but Deep Rising like touches. <laughs> There's a charm to this touches movie. Touches me at a level that few movies do. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so in- entertaining. <laughs> it's a girl from Ipanema. <laughs> it's just incredibly, insanely yeah. entertaining. I watch it, it it's, anytime. Any you day. could almost you put it in the love it. We're like. Love like it. box quote for this movie could be like a roller coaster ride or like because it just it just goes yeah it's awesome um yeah it's like uh, a feature length uh like theme park stunt show yeah exactly with exactly, cg yeah. effects mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um it's it's just it's ridiculous but it's so entertaining yeah it oh yeah Love wow it. Excellent pick. Thank you. Um, I know. Especially as a number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I can't believe Came I forgot about this movie. Flash of genius. I was like, uh, wait, wait, 
wait, I'm having so much trouble with my number one. Oh my god, <laughs> I have it, and it's the only thing it ever could have been. Forgot about the. Uh, I forgot to factor in the. Should have known this should have been on your list. I could have factored in the Famke Jensen angle. Should have known. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Famke Jensen, and and yeah, oh. it's just. Yeah, on. no, no. Uh, it is definitely if you like movies, uh, I it's guess like, like like the Mummy. I, what other movies are like this? Like, I guess. Um, well, it got compared to Aliens a lot, which is ridiculous. That's a... I know, I know, it's stupid. But... You know what? A good modern day equivalent to compare this movie to in terms of kind of like but it... tone. And and like the fun ride of it is um, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you could say it's like sort of like that. Comparing it to Aliens is really unfair. That's ridiculous. That's not. Well, hold on, hold on. (laughs) It's really unfair to it because obviously Aliens is like one of the best films ever made. Um, But the reason, but I mean, and that's the thing is critics and stuff were unfavorably comparing it because they were saying like, oh, it's trying to be like Aliens, Mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as good. But the only similarity is kind of like you've got a bunch of... It's more like Predator. Yeah. Because the, the only sort of similarity is you've got like a bunch of kind of like heavies. You know, a bunch of like bad dudes. Yeah. Going into a place like an isolated... In this mm-hmm. case, it's like a like a, like a stranded like, yeah. uh, you know, cruise ship that's, that's lost all power and all, you know. Yeah. And something has happened on it. So, I mean... They're they're go, they're they're going onto this thing, and then there's like a creature mm-hmm. that they have to like fight that slowly you know kills them kills one them by all. one. So you know, and then there's like they have to like they they like find survive a survivor here and there, and find to discover more and more about what's been going on. So in the broadest possible sense, that's where the comparisons to aliens come. But it's really more like Predator because it has more of that kind of like ridiculous over the top kind mm-hmm. of you know. Um, like a comedic predator, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, wow. No, that's pretty comedic itself. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's like satirical. Oh yeah, well, the, the, the yeah, satirical anyways, end of it. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. no, that's that's, that's a whole other. Oh, answer. that's excellent. But yes. Um. All right. Um. So, uh, I'm just gonna do list rundown. Run through. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, five. My number five is falling down. My number four is crash. My number three is Hudson Hawk. My number two is ravenous. And my number one is the game. Yep. So my my five is uh, um, Young Sherlock Holmes, nineteen eighty five. My four is John Carter, two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. My three is May from two thousand two. My two is Hudson Hawk, nineteen ninety one. And my one is uh, Deep Rising, Deep Rising, nineteen ninety eight. So obscure, he forgot it already. No, it's because we just were talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it, and so it threw me <laughs> off. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. There's only one crossover. I think that's, yeah. that's about as low as we've ever gone. I thought for a minute we were going to have no, no crossover and, I, and that I was going to be about, a... I thought about like quickly subbing in something if you happen to pick something of mine just to keep it like, completely keep separate, it completely separate. But nah, I was like, nah, because you know, like we said, right. Save some stuff for if, if we ever want to do like another list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, maybe like in another year or two, like, like. Four, five more underrated movies. Because, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many, yeah. so. Uh, no, for sure, for sure. I'm like, I, I got I got some, like, I still have my also-rans on here, and I'm just like, yeah, it's a bunch. And then, like, just while we're talking about it here, I thought of, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you will see, you said a movie, That's and right. then that made me think of Next another time. movie that, like, Next time. right, there's a movie I enjoy, 
that I can't talk to anybody about because nobody's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? that's right, man. Next time. But um, but you gotta see May though, because I think that's yeah, the only okay. one. Yeah. I think that's the only one on either of our lists that one of us hasn't seen. Seen? Yeah, no, no, uh, for sure. Uh, so uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to uh, this this week's uh, episode, uh, top five underrated films. So uh, until next week, I'm Chris. Sam. Cheers. Bye bye.